You are listening to the Fretzelmania podcast on Anchor.fm. Welcome, everybody, to the Fretzelmania podcast. I am your host, Mr. Fretz, and today this is my second Owen Hart-themed episode. Uh, last week, I talked about his, you know, some of his best matches, some of my favorite memories of him with, you know, the pranks and the ribs that he pulled on his on his friends and colleagues, and this week I'm doing something a little different, and it is a fantasy booking of you know, what if Owen Hart didn't die? Now, please forgive me if this sounds you know kind of morbid, but I've always wondered what would have happened if you know if any wrestler had died. You know, this even dates back to you know what if Bruiser Brody wasn't horrifically murdered? What if uh, Eddie Guerrero didn't pass away? What if you know Chris Benoit didn't do uh, what he did at the end of his life and? You know, I always wonder and I reflect on, you know, what could have been. But the biggest one out of all of those was Owen Hart. And before I get into it, I just want to tell, you know, a personal story. Um, One time I was actually able to see him wrestle live. I was honored to witness uh, Owen Hart wrestle live. It was... uh, about three or four days after the Montreal screw job in November 1997 in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, you know, just a little little town a couple of hours outside of Toronto, which was maybe about maybe an hour and a half away from where I grew up. And the main event was Owen Hart and Jim Neidhart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin and Do Love. Now Dude Love had previously wrestled in in about September or so. So, you know, advertisements and whatnot. So I hadn't seen him wrestle as Dude Love on TV in a long time. So this was kind of a kind of a shocker. So being this right after Montreal, the wounds were were still fresh and everyone was still rather bitter. You know, there were kids in the crowd, you know, around us chanting, we want Brett. And some of us were like, you know, Hey, Brett's not here. And there was, I was talking to someone nearby and I had to break it to them that, well, Brett's going to be in WCW. Like uh, he's, he's signed a contract and I'm, you know, if that sounds like I was a jerk, well, I was, I was 13. So uh, my older cousin, John, he, he was my Meltzer, you know, he gave me all the scoops he was able to fill me in on pay-per-views and whatnot and the whole Bret Hart situation. So Owen Hart, he got the massive Canada pop because he came out with with the Red Maple Leaf. And Austin got just as big as one himself because this was what, about maybe six months away from you know Austin being crowned the new WWE champion. No, I don't recall much other from that from that show, from that match, other than 
you know, Steve Austin won. He gave them both a stunner and, you know, posed for the crowd. Now, Owen Hart. As we know, you know, he is my my all-time favorite. He's been for for a long time, a, a little while now. You know, for most of my life, it was a toss-up between him and his brother Brett with, uh, you know, Steve Austin following not far behind. And now after watching, you know, a whole bunch of his old matches, you know, including ones on his Heart of Gold DVD, which I recommend, like, everybody, every wrestling fan to have on their shelf. Hearing all these shoot interviews about him and stories from his friends, you know, about, you know, the ribs and pranks that I shared last week. And with Brett, well, he's kind of had a bit of a reputation over the past 10 years or so of being kind of bitter and grumpy. I understand and I get it. You know, I disagree with his, you know, some of his philosophies, but, you know, he's like anyone else, he has an opinion. He has a right to it. I'll disagree with some of it, but you know, whatever. You know, I I still love Brett as well. You know, he was my favorite because he was a good role model for 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 kids. You know, back in the nineties. You know, because he was he was inspirational. You know, kind of telling everyone you can. You know, you can do anything and, you know, do the right thing. And Owen was, you know, he was just as entertaining because he was portraying uh, the petulant, bratty, jealous little brother. And, yeah, and, and through all those things, you know, Owen kicked Brett off the, the top of the list. And, you know, sorry, sorry, Brett. So I want to go through this this fantasy booking as, you know, respectfully as possible i do not intend any disrespect to the hart family or his or his fans as i said i i am one but it's just that my silly fantasy booking mind always likes to come up with things you know and especially since you know i watched over the edge 99 you know the, the night he he died my friends and i are you're in my friend dave's basement and you know that's a point of reference I'm going to be talking about a lot in my upcoming reviews because he was, you know, Dave was my Dave was my wrestling buddy, and we're all sitting in his basement. We're we're shooting the shit. We're just we're making fun of Owen because he's like this guy's trying to be Hulk Hogan. He's in the mask, you know, doing that whole say your prayers, drink your vitamin, drink your milk, and take your vitamins and. And it was just, it was so funny. And we were all fans for, you know, of the hearts for a long time. And we were all the guys that, well, we booed him and we made fun of him. We called him a nugget because, you know, it was on TV. And because TV said, hey, boo this guy, you boo this guy when you're a kid. But in 1999, I was 15 years old and a little bit not smartened up to the business yet, but this situation this this passing and the tribute the next night was kind of a a real real eye-opener for me and you know when jim ross announced that he died we were we're all sitting there in silence and i i was sad my friend's like why are you sad we were just making fun of him like yeah making fun of the character i mean this guy was a man he was a human 
and you know I booed the character but then I come to kind of love him so here's how I'm going to book who I would book you know what if Owen Hart didn't die we're going to take him from 1999 to his retirement so at over the edge 1999 Owen Hart wins the Intercontinental title from the Godfather as the Blue Blazer, as was allegedly the plan. He quickly abandons his his masked gimmick before turning babyface after an altercation with Jeff Jarrett. You know, they were in a tag team match against, let's say, Kane and X-Pac. And Deborah had accidentally cost them the match. Jeff Jarrett was berating her and abusing her, grabbed her, was about to hit her with a guitar, but Owen Hart stepped in and hit Jarrett with a guitar himself, turning babyface in the process. Now, while Deborah and Owen don't get romantically involved because, you know, Mar- because, you know, Martha, uh, they, they don't couple up, but they're paired on television just be- and helps her because Owen is doing what he sees as the right thing. Now, this is basically the feud that D'Lo had with Jarrett in 99. Uh, It's going to be kind of the same, although there's not going to have the European title involved in it. So Jeff Jarrett wins the title from Owen on, on Monday Night Raw. Owen Hart wins it back. Jeff Jarrett wins it again. And then Jeff Jarrett walks into SummerSlam as the Intercontinental Champion and he drops the title back to Owen Hart that night in a in a instant click. I'm going to say the term instant classic a lot here because the opponents I have lined up for Owen Hart is it's going to be awesome. So in September, when the British Bulldog returns, he crosses paths with Owen and teases kind of a reunion of. Owen and Davey, the classic tag team champions, you know, the Hart Foundation or, you know, what's left of the Hart Foundation. And, you know, they talk about Brett and they talk about, you know, Jim and they talk about, you know, the Hart family dynasty and it must live on. And, you know, let's go for the tag team titles one more time. They wrestle the Holly Cousins on Monday Night Raw for the titles. And just as Owen has crashed in the sharpshooter for for the win swerve bro my russo's impersonation is terrible the british bulldog turns heel and owen and the bulldog have a feud and it leads into survivor series with owen hart winning their match retaining the intercontinental title in the process And Owen holds the Intercontinental title throughout early 2000 and then enters a feud with the Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle. Now, Owen Hart wrestled a young Kurt Angle in a dark match shortly before, you know, Owen's death. And although Kurt was a little bit green, well, in terms of, you know, sports entertainment wrestling, this would have been just an amazing match. Imagine being a fly on the wall. Imagine traveling back in time. You know, I would steal the time stone from Thanos just to 
to see this match. And you know what? If I had the Thanos snap, you know, I'd bring Owen back. One of many people that I would. So, Angle and Owen have have a feud. They lead into a match at WrestleMania, which becomes one of the most infamous technical masterpieces, classic WrestleMania matches in history. Just what could have been. And not only their in-ring chemistry, the wrestling pedigree, then Canada versus America, national pride, but also their dorky and funny personalities because a flip of a switch, Owen could do the comedy. He can do the emotion. Like I remember for his, um, for the emotion, the in-ring, seg- in-ring segment that he had with Brett and Bulldog when they were reforming the Heart Foundation. And, you know, Brett's just like, Owen, you're my little brother. You know, I used to stick up to bullies for you. I love you in Owen Hart. Just, just like that, he turns on the tears and cries and cries and cries. Has the big, you know, like puffed up face. And, you know, his comedy, like you can just tell from all the his heel promos were hilarious when he was like, you know, Brett, I'm going to. I'm going to be the king of the ring and I'm going to be the tag team champion, the intercontinental and the world champion. I'm going to do it better than you, you know, and just everything, everything he touches is gold. I could just imagine how funny a backstage segment would have been with like Owen and angle and edge and Christian and commissioner Mick Foley, any combination of those, him being put in that point in time, in the Attitude Era, Owen would absolutely thrive. Now, after WrestleMania 2000, Owen takes some time off. He'll work sporadic dates here and there, go on the international tours, but not have much of a presence on TV. And now, after King of the Ring, Monday Night Raw emanates from Calgary, Alberta, Canada hometown of the Hart family. And Owen and Angle do a King Kurt slash King of Hearts bit in the ring with Owen mocking Angle's, you know, crying, kind of like what Shane McMahon did a year later. They have a non-title match on Raw because, you know, Kurt Angle is still the Intercontinental Champion at this point in my universe. Owen Hart wins this uh, non-title match, celebrates with his hometown crowd, and sits out for the rest of the summer. And now when I come back from this break, I'm going to be going over Owen Hart and his involvement in a very interesting storyline from 1999. What is it? Well, stay tuned and find out after this non-commercial commercial break. We left off with Owen Hart taking time off for the summer. Now in September, Stone Cold Steve Austin returns to interrogate who ran him over. Now like everyone else, Owen Hart remains a suspect. He plays it cool at first. Until one Monday Night Raw where Steve Austin is holding up the show. 
until he gets an answer. Now, I can't do a Steve Austin impersonation. I actually can't do many impersonations because I'm still a little congested. But, you know, well, I'm fixing the whole of this show until that sorry son of a bitch who ran me over shows his face and I stomp a mud hole in his ass. Lights out. A man in a mask attacks Austin with a chair and then pile drives him on the very same chair. Yes, this is right after his fusion surgery. This is when he's cleared. But this is a safe version of the pile driver that almost killed Austin a few years past. But it is more like the Rikishi driver, so it looks a little bit safer, but it's still going to be a little vicious given the circumstances. He unmasks. It's Owen Hart. The crowd gasps and boos. Chance of nugget and asshole start raining down. And then Owen cuts one of the greatest promos of, of his career. <sighs> You're damn right it was me, Austin. You bald redneck son of a bitch. I wanted to end your career at SummerSlam 97, but you came slithering back. I tried to finish the job last year, but again, you came slithering back, you fucking snake. You stole my moment. I was supposed to beat Sean at WrestleMania 14. I should be the top guy since my big brother Brett got screwed out of this stupid company. I am a black heart, the sole survivor of the Hart family. Brett gets screwed and you get handed the top spot on a silver platter. And it's bullshit. It's my time, Austin. Enough is enough and it's time for a change. Mic drop. Owen's gimmick becomes something resembling the game Triple H. You know, the game was actually allegedly going to be his gimmick after he, you know, quit donning the, the blue blazer mask. So what could have been there? And speaking of the game, he joins Triple H for a short time. You know, he puts... He puts their history behind him. The, you know, the DX versus Heart Hearts feud, the European Championship, the WrestleMania 14, the Nugget thing. He puts all that behind him to take out Austin and The Rock. So at Survivor Series 2000, we have Stone Cold Steve Austin teaming up with The Rock to take on. Owen Hart and Triple H. And Owen scores the pin on Austin after repeated sledgehammer shots. And then Owen and Austin become embroiled in a bloody personal feud that goes through the six man hell in the cell at Armageddon, through the Royal Rumble match, and eventually ending. At No Way Out in 2001. Owen challenges Austin to a steel cage match. And puts his career on the line 
against Austin's ticket to WrestleMania because Owen of that, you know, that little promo I talked about earlier about Owen having his rightful spot. And Austin wins. Owen has to retire. And he leaves the arena crying as the crowd sings na 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 hey 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 goodbye and nugget and all that stuff. And Owen is not seen on TV for three years. 2004, Backlash. Chris Benoit defends the world title against Triple H and Shawn Michaels in the Triple Threat rematch from WrestleMania 20. And with Evolution on the side of, of Triple H, Owen is out in the corner of Chris Benoit to help even the odds against Evolution. And the next night on Raw, Ric Flair challenges him to come out of retirement for one match with the Nature Boy. I can't really woo right now. Woo! <clears throat> but this is just not some traditional match. You know, Owen's out in, in like, in like uh, uh, street clothes, t-shirt and jeans. He just lays out Flair with an insiguri, pile driver, and makes him tap to the sharpshooter. And then just after that, glass shatters. Crowd goes nuts. The two get in the ring. There's a long, awkward pause. There's staring. There's pacing. Nostalgic tension. And we were brought back to the bloody personal feud. Well, this universe's version of it. The two have a beer and share a nice moment in the ring. They tease a stunner, but it doesn't happen. In 2006, Owen Hart is inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. The same night as Big Brother Brett. And in classic Owen fashion, he tries to upstage and outdo Brett's speech. Going out as the funny, snobby, pesky, petulant little brother we all knew and loved. And today, I could see Owen, long since being retired and away from the wrestling spotlight, working in his native Calgary as a firefighter like he wanted. And maybe you see him pop up at the Hall of Fame or WrestleMania or occasionally when, when Raw or SmackDown or NXT end up in Alberta and he's just there to, you know, just be there. Maybe occasionally being a referee, maybe having a nostalgia spot with... um. Uh, with like Natalia or any other you know, Canadian wrestlers at the time, like the heart, I could see him getting involved in the heart dynasty and maybe even yes, that terrible feud and match that Bret Hart had with, with Vince McMahon. Owen could have been, you know, involved in that somehow, maybe as a heel or something who, who knows. So 
that is it for this one. Uh, thank you for listening. And I just want to take a couple of minutes here to to once again thank uh, Rant with Ant. Now we we in the podcasting world uh, know Ant as uh, you know Rant with Ant from WrestleLogic Radio, and we know um, we know by now that his uh, his podcast is coming to an end in June. Uh, you know his you know life gets in the way. He has. Um, you know, he has work. He has another kid on the way. Congratulations, by the way, on that. And it's just hard to to get together to record. And you know, absolutely, life happens. There are priorities, and I just want to thank Ant for being an inspiration in my life, not only in uh, podcasting and to even attempt what I'm doing here right now, but also as a person, as a wrestling fan. You know, I used to be kind of, kind of a troll. I mean, I wrote a lot of really, really bad things on message boards way, way back in the day when they were a thing. And just listening to Ant, trying to—he's trying to find positive in the negative. He likes to get into the storytelling, and you know, his his tagline—you know—keep wrestling real is not just this random podcast tagline. It's something that I can tell him and Phil and Issa and their former co-host, G-Rod, they all take into heart uh, for everything. And I want to thank all of them for just being a part of my life, for, for being in my earbuds every Saturday morning for the past year and a half. And uh, thanks to King, Kings of the Rings for introducing me to them through their live stream. I've said my piece that they're going to play on their on their final show, and also you know, um, who got next is also coming to an end as well. You know, Phil, who is on Rant with Ant, has that with with MJ. We don't know what's going on there. So thank thank you guys. You are all amazing people. I wish you the best, Ant, Phil, Issa, Girod. I wish you the absolute best in your future endeavors. Uh, see you on online. See you on the chat. See you on social media. This isn't this isn't goodbye. This is just, hey, we'll shoot the shit later. So, on this end of things, I have a a Kurt Angle podcast lined up. It's uh, kind of a retrospective of his career. I already published it on my blog which you can find at fretzelmania.wordpress.com. This podcast, you can find Fretzelmania, F-R-E-T-Z-L-E, Mania, on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many other places your podcasts can be heard. Um, And me, Mr. Fretz, you can find on Twitter and Instagram at The Legendary JF, Facebook, James Aaron Fretz, and on the PlayStation Network, I now own a PS4, and I've been playing the crap out of Fire Pro Wrestling World. Fretzelmania on PSN, so maybe we can hop on and have a game or two on there. So that's all for now. I'm going to be doing a little bit more uh, fantasy booking. I'll be looking back at the year 1999 when I'm able to. You know, I'm still on the night shift, so I'm going to try and find uh, find times to record here. Uh, 
AEW's Double or Nothing is coming up next next week, and I'm absolutely going to be watching that and reviewing that. And other than that, yep, that's it. So thank you very much, everybody. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Peace out.